Welcome, friends. Welcome once again to another episode of the Florida Fun Podcast, your destination for Florida fun. My name is Josh. I'm your host, and this is episode 26, and we're going to talk about some recent things we've done. I want to catch up on our lives. Uh, we have had a great time. Uh, today is Tuesday, March 1st, the first day of March, the Ides of March. If you know your history, it is a bad day for Nero, Caesar. Uh, things did not work out well for him. Uh, so we're going to kind of go on and hopefully have a much better first day of March than they did back at that time. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about some geocaching, talk about some stuff that we have done recently, some geocaching. I'm not sure if you guys are up on geocaching, but it is a very fun thing to do and kind of a scary experience that we had. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about a hockey game that we all went to, and we're going to talk a little about camping and uh how we had an adventure camping with my son and I, and I'll talk about that in just a moment, so stay tuned. We will talk about all that in just a moment. But first, guys, I want to catch up on all the ways that you can get a hold of me. You can be in part of the program. You can tell me what direction to take the Florida Fun podcast in, and that is simply to be a part of the program and hit me up on social media. Send me an email at any time. The email here is floridafunpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can send me an email at any time that does go directly to the email account here for the podcast, and we can answer those email questions, suggestions, uh, different things that you want to send me over email. I also have a Pinterest and an Instagram account. Those are both at Florida Fun Podcast, and those are very, very easy to get a hold of. Uh, we do post all the time on Pinterest and Instagram, and we give you the uh, Instagram Reels, and that's also where you're going to catch the Florida Fun Podcast live video series. You can watch us. You can be a part of us. You can see what we're doing up to date. You can see who we have relationships with, uh, what other um, players in the world we have relationships with, other people out there, other podcasters, other companies and businesses, and uh, you can be a part of that as well. And you can also hit us up on Twitter. We do have a Twitter account, and that is at FloridaFun6 on Twitter. So feel free to message us, send us tweets, like us, follow us, be a friend on Twitter, and uh, we certainly do appreciate it. So I want to start off by talking about geocaching. What is geocaching? Well, geocaching is something that my wife and kids got into, and um, it's something that I thought was interesting. Uh, the way they explained it to me was kind of like a, uh, a scavenger hunt, more or less. And uh, there's a website, geocaching.com. It's G-E-O-C-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. There's also an app for the App Store or for Google Play. And it's perfectly free. Uh, now, there are some premium things, uh, and we did upgrade to the premium, but there are some premium things that if you want to upgrade, you can. You certainly don't have to. Um, and what it basically is, is it's kind of like um, Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, Girl Scouts, they use a compass and use it to orienteer or, or mountaineer, find your way through the mountains just using a compass and directions. Kind of the same thing, but it's done on an app or it's done on a phone. And you start off in a certain location and then you wind up somewhere else and it'll give you directions. Okay, go to this place, go 500 feet or go in an easterly direction. And then you wind up looking for some small um, prize or box or chest or bag or container. Uh, and, in, and it's a lot of fun. Um, it, it really is fun. Um, the way they list it is there's an adventure all the time, even in your own neighborhood. And, and that's true. Um, so we looked at the geocaching website, and we looked at the geocache app, <clears throat> and, uh, excuse me, and there are geocaches literally everywhere. There are literally everywhere. 
We live in Jacksonville, and uh, we've done a couple here in around our house, somewhere they're very, very close. And we drove down to the St. Augustine area and found one. Uh, and there are some that are done, now the premium gives you access to these only at night. There are some that are done in scuba. There are some that are done wading in the water. There are some that require climbing, like climbing trees. Uh, there are some that require flashlights. Um, but I would say the good majority of them are just, you go to a certain location, you get clues and hints to get to a certain location. And when you get there, it kind of gives you some vague clues and you have to kind of figure out where you're going and you have to look for something specific. Um, one of the ones we found was a plastic, uh, like a lockbox case hanging on the back of a fence behind a tree. And uh, there was a combination to open it up and we got in there and there's always a log inside it, like a list of people who have come before you. You sign your name or your nickname or whatever it is, you put down the date and the time and you lock it back up so the next person can find it. And you mark on the app that it was either found or not found. And you can leave a comment like, you know, super hard or this one was easy or this one was fun or had to climb a tree or you know, whatever the situation is. And uh, you're able to kind of move on from that. Um, I would say it's definitely a family-friendly event. It is definitely a very Florida event. Um, you can do it any time of day or night. Um, uh, it is a, a family-friendly friendly, friendly thing to do because it doesn't require a lot of physical activity if you don't want it to, right? Um, there was a couple that we found that were just in a park somewhere. So the kids could go play in the park. My wife and I could go find it. Or we could all go together and find the geocache. And uh, we could all go and, and log it down. Um, the kids are involved a lot of times. They want to be involved. They want to find the geocache. They want to find out where the next one is. Um, there are descriptions of each of the geocaches, so you can find out, okay, well, this one is going to be, um, you know, uh, a level of one is very, very easy. A five is very, very difficult. Like, you have to be, you know, a detective level to be able to find a five. Um, or it's extremely dangerous or extremely uh, uh, uncomfortable to find, like, you have to climb a tree or you have to get on top of something or you have to solve puzzles or... You know, something that, you know, your average kid probably can't do. Or, you know, the average person that just doesn't want to put that much effort in it probably wouldn't want to take the time to do. Um, but uh, it is a super fun event. Um, we, I do have a quick story. Uh, we did a geocache. We tried to do a geocache in the St. Augustine area. There's a place called 12 Mile Park, and it's off of State Road 16. Now, this one is on the premium level. So you do have to pay, I want to say it's like, $39 a year or something like that. It's not per month, they're per year. So it's very, very little, but it's, it's, it's just a little bit for them. They get to keep the website running uh, for these premium geocaches. And uh, so we drove down there at night and it just started to get dark. And 12 Mile Park or 12 Mile Reserve is off State Road 16 down towards St. Augustine. And we pulled over and it was on the side of the road and we thought at first that the park was closed, but it wasn't. It doesn't close. It just kind of was open all the time. The gate closed. So you can't drive back there at night. Uh, but you are able to go back there on foot. So we had a couple flashlights with us, a couple headlights, and we walked back there. And you're looking for these specific markers to show you how to take a, a left or a right turn. I'm not going to give you any details about it. but uh... So we go farther into the woods, and it's very dark, and the sound of the road is starting to get softer and softer behind us. And as we get farther and farther into the woods, you know, we're on a main pathway. We're not kind of just tromping through just untouched woods. There is a main, like a, a car pathway. It's, it's not paved, but it's dirt. But we're going back this car pathway, and you can see where there have been tracks of vehicles that have gone before you, and it's very crushed down, so it's obviously, you know, someone has driven through there recently. But the farther back you go, the more you start to listen, and the sounds of the road are slowly dying out, and it's getting softer and softer, and you realize you're getting farther and farther away from assistance, civilization. I mean, we were maybe, I don't know, 
a mile in, something like that. But at night, you know, when you're not used to being out there, especially with young kids, you know, your mind plays tricks on you and you hear things or you're afraid there might be something in the woods near you or it might be something uncomfortable that maybe there's something looking at you or, you know, uh, so we, we went farther into the woods and we looked for these specific markers and we found two of them, uh, but we didn't even get to the first turn. So we, uh, we didn't, we didn't last very long. Um, but, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Our hearts were pounding by the time it was over. Uh, we, we really had a fun time and it was really enjoyable to kind of go back there and see what was going on and, you know, really enjoy it. But, um, definitely something that, you know, if you're going to do something like that, that one was, I think it was a two, maybe a one, maybe a two. Um, but it was something that definitely you need to be ready to walk in the woods at night. As in the woods at night, and we were nowhere near civilization. We were near a major road. I mean, you could hear the cars going back and forth, but... There wasn't a Wendy's or a Burger King. There wasn't a hotel near us. There wasn't a shopping mall near us. We were kind of in the woods, kind of off on our own. And um, it was very interesting. It was, it was a lot of fun. So we kind of gave ourselves the Spooky Dukes. Uh, and uh, for those of you that know who Dr. Mr. DeMeo is, uh, Mr. DeMeo is a, a scientist uh, teacher in, I want to say Tennessee. He has a series of videos online. And uh, one of his character voices, one of the characters that he uses, calls it the Spooky Dukes. That's when you get scared or something. So we gave ourselves the Spooky Dukes, and uh, we all laughed about it. Our hearts were pounding by the time we were done, and it was a, a, a lot of fun. But uh, definitely check out Geocaching. Uh, Geocaching 101 uh, is very, very fun and uh, something that you guys can do with the whole family. So this is definitely an action-packed um, episode, and I want to try and cram in as much as I can. I don't want to be um, on the microphone forever, although I do enjoy talking to you guys. I really, really do. Um, and I, I want you guys to get as much out of the episodes as I can, but uh, I don't want it to last for like three hours. So um, I'm going to go ahead and do our trivia time section. Trivia time! So our trivia time for today is about camping, and we're going to talk about camping here in just a moment. So a uh, question I have for you guys is this. In the United States, approximately what percentage of campers chose to camp in a state park campgrounds? Was it A, 27%, B, 39%, C, 42%, or D, 54%. What do you think? Approximately how many of those campers chose to camp in a state park campgrounds? We will be back right after a couple more sections with our answer for our trivia question right after this. So the second thing I want to talk to you guys about is a hockey game that we went to recently. We went to see our hockey team here in Jacksonville, and that is the Jacksonville Icemen. And they play here in the Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. And we went to a game in February. And it was the first time that my kids... Now, my kids have gone with us to see the Jacksonville Sharks, and that's indoor arena football. And uh, they went to one game, and they had a good time with that. My kids aren't really um, sports kids. Uh, they know that I'm a sports junkie. My wife is not really a sports junkie at all. Uh, but I am a sports junkie, definitely. And so, you know, sometimes they watch an NFL game with me. Sometimes they watch a hockey game with me. But it's, it's on TV. They're, they've never really been uh, to a real live sporting event. But uh, there was an afternoon game here in Jacksonville. And it was the uh, Publix family afternoon hockey game. And we said, you know what? Let's take the kids. Let's see. Let's try it. Let's see what they think. So um, the game started at 3 o'clock. Uh, we got downtown, parked in the parking garage. And the parking garage was about 10 bucks. Um, when you park right there next to the arena, the, the Veterans Memorial Arena, if you come to a hockey game, a Jacksonville Sharks, um, the Iceman game here in Jacksonville, um, also the same place you would park for the Sharks or for 
you know, Disney on ice or concerts in the arena, you would park in the same parking garage. It is 10 bucks um, to park, and they only take credit cards or debit cards, so you do not want to carry cash with you for parking. Um, but we pulled in, and people were nice. We got in really quickly and parked the car and, and you know, got a space, and we walked over, and it was really, really nice. Um, felt very comfortable. Um, it didn't feel threatening or uncomfortable. We didn't feel like we were being harassed or there were, you know, people sitting around waiting to, you know, break into your car. It felt very secure and very safe. Um, so we came down the elevator, came out of the main elevator, and we we're right there on the street next to the arena. Uh, we walked past uh, a little place, a little Jacksonville bar right there next to the arena. We went in through security. Um, we bought our tickets digitally uh, on the Ticketmaster app, but I guess you could probably buy them on just about any other app out there. Um, and that was very, very easy. We got to the, the front uh, doors of the arena, and they simply scanned all four of the tickets, and we were in. And getting in was very simple and very quick and very easy. So um, the folks that worked at the front door and did security there were very, very easy to get along with, and so we just slipped right in. Um, our seats were in um, the uh, behind the the south end of the uh, stadium, uh, behind the one of the goal uh, nets. Uh, we got there a little bit after the game started, um, but when we came in, uh, we went right down to our seats and we saw the uh, the puck drop. Uh, in fact, the game was going when we got there, so we didn't see the, the first puck drop, but we did see a, a, a break. We saw one of the um, face-offs uh, when we got there. Um, so we watched a good majority of the game. It was a lot of fun. Um, the, uh, the team that we had played very, very well, um, and uh, it was a lot of fun to watch them. It was a lot of fun to be involved in the game. Uh, you know, we had some snacks while they were there. And uh, the kids definitely enjoyed it. Uh, there was a lot of fun going on on the arena in between periods. Um, so there was, you know, the Zamboni drove around. We saw that a couple times. Uh, we saw um, a bunch of other things happen. There were some people running on the ice. There was contests. There was a bunch of giveaways. Um, the Icemen ended up winning 5-2, to two, which was great. We saw the team win. Um, and after the game, we simply walked out of the arena. Uh, we went around... Um, uh, at the end of the game, uh, the public's family-friendly uh, family event um, was very cool because they allowed kids and families to go on the ice after the game and shoot a puck into the net. So that was something that I've seen before. Um, I used to work at the stadium uh, and work security down there, but uh, I've never actually done it. Um, I have been on the ice before. I played hockey for a number of years, but uh, I never actually have done that with my family. Um, so we had to get some wristbands and sign a waiver and you know, if your kids get hurt, you're not going to sue them, that whole thing, right? Um, no one did, but we went down the ice, and my Florida babies had never been on ice before, and they loved it, and it was amazing, and you could get the snow on the side of your shoes, and it was cold on the ice, and they got a chance to shoot a puck a couple times, and they laid on the ice, and they got snow in their hair, and it was so much fun, and uh, we left, and we were all very, very cold from being on the ice. We left outside, and it was nice and warm, just like it always is in Jacksonville. And uh, got back in the car and drove home and had a great rest of our afternoon. So um, definitely a lot of fun. If you are in the Jacksonville area and you are looking to play, um, have something to do for the afternoon, and you want to, say, do something unusual, um, and you want to go see the Icemen play, that's our local ECHL, East Coast Hockey League team. And um, I guess the game took, I don't know, two and a half hours maybe, somewhere in there, two hours. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It just went very quickly. Um, I know hockey's known for fights, but uh, usually in the, the minor leagues, you don't see a lot of fights because guys can get thrown out, and uh, they want to impress as much as they possibly can. So, you know, don't think of it as something that's going to be a bloody sport. It's not like boxing or kickboxing, that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's not that way at all. Um, 
And it was great. It moved very quickly. Um, and, you know, the kids uh, had a chance to watch their first hockey game. And so we really, really had a great time. We really, really enjoyed being there. So definitely check that out. That's at the Jacksonville Vet- Veterans Memorial Arena. And that is the Jacksonville Icemen. And so definitely when you're in Jacksonville, come and check out the Icemen and come see and a minor league hockey team. All right, guys. So we have a lot going on today. I want to go ahead and give you that answer to our trivia time question. So here we go. The camping trivia. In the United States, approximately what percentage of campers chose to camp in state park campgrounds? Was it A, 27%, B, 39%, C, 42%, or D, 54%? What percentage chose to camp in state park campgrounds? If you said answer C, approximately 42% of campers in the United States chose to camp at state park campgrounds. And this is in, I want to say, 2021. And uh, very cool. You would have gotten the correct answer. So absolutely, that is correct. Uh, a couple more trivia questions, uh, trivia, uh, things that I found. Um, one is the, um, in the United States, on average, campers went on 3.8 trip per, uh, trips per year. Each lasted an average of 2.7 nights. They drove about 146 miles to their destination and set up camp about a quarter mile from their cars. Also, in the United States, the majority of campers are Caucasian males with an average age of 35. And one thing I thought was super interesting was the Clay-O-Quat Wilderness Resort in Vancouver Island, Canada is the most expensive camping spot in the world. A single night costs $3,900. Um, in 1927, Girl Scouts Manual featured the first official recipe for s'mores. And the number one fact was over 42 million Americans, 14% of the U.S. population go camping each year. So very, very cool. That is from factretriever.com forward slash camping about 37 fun camping facts. So I thought those were really, really interesting. So I do want to tell you about our camping trip. Uh, my son and I went on our first camping trip. We had never been camping together ever. Now, I grew up, I was a Boy Scout, and I went through Cub Scouts and Weeblos and Boy Scouts and all that stuff. Um, uh, but it was a lot of um, camping trips with my dad and other people that I went to school with. Um, and obviously, my son was not around at the time when I was a boy, uh, but he is around now. So we decided... Uh, he is a Cub Scout. He is a happy Cub Scout. He enjoys being with the other Cub Scout kids and doing fun things with them. And so we decided, hey, you know, there's a trip coming up and we were going to go and be involved in the trip. So uh, the trip is actually at the Jacksonville Zoo uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida, and it is an overnight program. So it is held backstage. Um, and so we bought a tent and we bought some other supplies and we were all packed out, ready to go. So we got to the camping area. Uh, we went in through the education gate. Uh, the overnight program is run by the education department, and if you are interested in something like that with your group, you simply want to contact the Jacksonville Zoo if you're here in the Jacksonville, Florida area. We went through the camping gate, the educational gate. Um, we met one of their guides, and um, they took us back to the Great Lawn, which is an area kind of behind the 40 Theater across from Play Park. And it's changed a lot since the last time we were out there. It used to be just a big green field, big green grassy field kind of surrounded on all three sides by trees and one side by the back of the 40 Theater. Um, but now it's it's just it's it's incredible. There's a kind of a, a paved in area. There's a fire pit. There's picnic tables. There's big uh, shed um, uh, uh, shade uh, tr- uh, tent tops on the top, um, and it was very cool. It was very very cool. So we got there. We had all our gear in the back of a, uh, like a wagon. We uh, rolled our wagon back to the back of the camp area, and there was an area in the back, kind of back near the, one of the walls that we uh, areas where a picnic table was there. So we set up our tent. And Mason helped as much as he possibly could. He did a great job. 
And uh, one of the camp leaders, one of the uh, Cub Scout leaders came over and helped me. And uh, we got our tent all set up and we were ready to go. And so we thought, you know, I knew we were going to do something. I wasn't sure 100% what we were going to do. But it turned out we had a fantastic night. Um, He and I went and they had pizza for everyone. Uh, So Mason had some pizza and we had, you know, um, bottles of water and that kind of thing. Um, the education department came over and we did a face-to-face meet with a pancake tortoise, which was very cool, and a ball python, which was a small ball, about the size of your arm, length of your arm, a small ball python, and uh, we all got to ask questions about the ball python and the pancake tortoise. It was right there in the campsite, and then they took the animals away and they said, all right, guys, now we're going to do it on our night hike. Now, it had gotten dark already. So we kind of formed two different groups. Half the, boy, the Cub Scouts went in one group, and the other half went in another group. Our group was made up of probably, I don't know, 12 boys and their parents, somewhere around there, maybe six, maybe eight, somewhere around there. Um, so we went, and we went from the backside of our campsite, we went out through the main gate, we went around, we went to the goat yard, and we got to pet the goats and see the goats at night, and they had a, um, an area where they're, they're set up, they have a big pen area in their enclosures, so we got to see them at night, and we left, and we came around the back. And we walked down to where the elephants are, and that was very, very cool, seeing the elephant at night. Now it was pitch black dark. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. And seeing that giant elephant, it was probably only about 20, you could smell his skin. You could smell him, he was so close. And it's a giant elephant named Ali, giant African elephant. And it was just amazing being that close to this animal and just so powerful, you could feel how powerful the animal was being that close to him. We got to ask our questions, and we had to talk very low, hushed tones because we didn't want to scare him. Um, we walked on. Uh, we went and fed the giraffes at night, which was very cool. Now, we didn't go to the giraffe overlook, which is an up a raised area. We actually were backstage. We went kind of to a fenced area, and the giraffes long, leaned their long giraffe necks and their big giraffe heads over the fence, and they got to eat some browse, their little handfuls of sticks and you know, leaves, that kind of stuff, uh, some brush, and we each got to feed them. And uh, we had a big group picture, which was very cool. And uh, we walked around to the backside of the jaguar enclosure, and we saw one of the jaguars, and that was really cool. And um, it was just a really great time. And uh, we really enjoyed... um, We saw the bongo at night, which was very cool. We saw the lion enclosure at night, which was very cool. Uh, We went and saw the American alligators at night, which was very cool. We could see their eyes glowing in the dark. we weren't in the water, obviously. Uh, we were on a raised platform, um, but uh, we got to see all them from, from safe areas. And uh, just an amazing time. Just a really, really amazing time. So we went back to our campsite. Uh, we got to roast some marshmallows, and Mason really loved that. And ran around a little bit and really kind of enjoyed himself. And the other Boy Scouts enjoyed themselves. And we decided it was time to go to bed. So we went to bed. Uh, we woke up the next morning, and they said we had to be out by 7, 7.30 in the morning, which... You know, it's about the time we normally wake up, so it wasn't really that much of a hardship. Um, so we got up in the morning, and we got everything all broken down, got our campsite broken down. We went and we had some breakfast, which was kind of just, you know, very light cereal and juice and, you know, not really that much of a, a breakfast, but it was just enough to kind of get you going in the morning. And they handed out some patches to the Cub Scouts, which was very, very cool. Uh, Mason got a patch, and Mason's such a good kid, he wanted to go back and get one for Amelia, which was very, very nice because she's a Girl Scout. Uh, so they both got their patches, and we took some pictures, which was great, and we thought, I thought, okay, well, that's it, it's time to go, and before we left, they said, all right, well, if you guys want to pull around to the front of the park, uh, now, this was only about 8 in the morning, so the zoo didn't open until about 9.30, um, 
If you guys want to pull out to the front of the park, we'll take you in the back and we'll let you guys feed the stingrays. So we had uh, a bunch of yeses. We'll absolutely do that. So we drove our cars up to the front gate. We're in the back of the, the zoo. We drove up to the front of the zoo, which is the front gate right there. Uh, waited for our education team to go, and then the education team grabbed us, and they brought us in through the front gate, and we walked around, and uh, uh, we got to go back to feed the stingrays, which is very, very cool. And um, a private feeding. It was just us, just the Cub Scouts and their parents, and uh, we all got to do it. And it was very, very cool. So we had a fantastic time. So I want to give a big thank you to the Jacksonville Zoo and their education department and uh, all the folks that helped us out because that was really, really a lot of fun. And we really, really enjoyed that. So uh, next time you're in town, if you want to do something like that, if you have a Cub Scout troop, if you have a Boy Scout troop, um, definitely think about doing an overnight program. Um, I was an educator at the Jacksonville Zoo for a while, and I am familiar with the overnight programs. And uh, they're as much fun as they seem. Um, I never worked one. Uh, but I did have a lot of friends who did, and, and they told me all about it. Um, the educators actually sleep in the auditorium overnight in the break areas. Uh, they have cots in bed, so they never really go home. They stay there at the zoo with you overnight. Um, they're not in a campsite, um, but uh, they're, they're there. Now, if you are a smaller group, or I would assume if you don't want to sleep outside, you don't want to bring tents, um, there are areas inside that are covered and air-conditioned that, that you can go and sleep in um, with us because, A, we have tents and camping gear, B, because there were so many of us, um, we did sleep outside. But I guess you don't really have to do that. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So uh, a big thank you to the Jacksonville Zoo and Gardens and their education department for the camping trip. So guys, I'm going to go ahead and call that an episode. Um, I really appreciate you uh, for coming and, and being a part of the, the podcast. Uh, I want to thank you for always being involved and listening and, and you know being out there and, and being involved in the, the uh, Twitter feed and the Instagram page um, reminds you you can always get a hold of us at any time. Uh, email again is floridafunpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter is going to be at floridafun6, and Instagram and Pinterest are at floridafunpodcast. And a big thanks to our sponsor, uh, 904outfitters.com. 904outfitters.com is the preferred clothing supplier of the Florida Fun Podcast. Uh, they are fantastic. Uh, they are sending me a shirt, so I'm going to do a live unboxing. When I get it, I'm going to show you guys just what it looks like when it comes in, how it fits. I'm going to show you the shirt. Um, I'm super, super excited. So if you would like to go on their website, 904outfitters.com, the official clothing supplier of the Florida Fun Podcast, and you want to get your own things, your own Florida stuff, this is the way you dress like we dress in the Florida in the 904 area, uh, be sure to use our discount code FloridaFun15. That's FloridaFun15, FloridaFun15. And you will get 15% off your order. So please feel free to get your own stuff. So FloridaFun15 is your discount code. Go to 904outfitters.com. Live, love where you live, 904outfitters.com. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. We appreciate it. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being out there. We hope you guys have a great Florida afternoon. Get out there and have some Florida fun, and we will definitely see you out there.